This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome back. Remember, more information about the show can be found on our Facebook page. Visit Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. In the studio with me now is Dr. Keith Fargo. Dr. Fargo is Director of Scientific Programs and Outreach for the Alzheimer's Association. He's here this morning to talk about the Alzheimer's Association's Trial Match Program. It's our pleasure to welcome Dr. Keith Fargo to Sunday Morning Magazine. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Now, tell us about your role within the Alzheimer's Association. Oh, well, the Alzheimer's Association is a... uh, an international group in terms of our research efforts. And I work in our medical and scientific relations division. And so part of my role is doing uh, outreach and support for the scientific community really all across the globe. Now you're involved with what is called trial match, the trial match program. Tell us about trial match. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So there are uh, people will be happy to know. I think that there are about 275 clinical trials for Alzheimer's disease, uh, mild cognitive impairment, and even just, normal age-related cognitive decline taking place all across the United States. But of course, it's very difficult to find information about those studies. You kind of have to look all over the web, and frankly, you have to be able to read a lot of jargon to find out whether this is a study that's, you know, even close to you, whether alone, let, you know, let alone whether it's something that you might be a good fit for. Well, the Alzheimer's Association, about eight years ago, we launched a free, easy-to-use online tool called TrialMatch. And you can find it at alz.org slash trialmatch. And the way it works is you just answer a few questions about yourself. You tell us how old you are, whether you have dementia or whether you're healthy, uh, whether you're taking any medications, whether you have any implants in your body that might interfere with an MRI, for example. Um, Just a few simple questions like that, 10 to 15 questions. And then we take that information. By the way, we keep it fully secure. We never share that information with anyone. Um, uh, and uh, what we use it for is to compare that to what we know about the inclusion and exclusion criteria of these 275 studies. And then we report back to you a customized list of all of these studies. These are the ones that it looks like you're a good fit for, and these are the ones that are close to your location. And again, we don't share that information with the study teams. We only share the study information with you as a user. And then if there's anything there that looks interesting to you or you want to learn more about, we also include with that the contact information to make it very easy for you then to reach out to that study team and find out more about the study and find out whether you might want to participate in that study. Okay. Now explain to us who is the best match for this trial match program for those that are out there listening and they are interested but what person makes the best fit for this program? Really, uh, everyone who's over the age of 18 and has a brain. Okay. Um, so it can, there, people might think, oh, gosh, these are dementia studies or they're Alzheimer's studies. So they're really only looking for people who have dementia or Alzheimer's. That is absolutely not the case. Some of the most important studies that are happening right now are what we call prevention studies. In other words, they're looking for people who don't yet have any kind of cognitive decline, who they have just normal cognition, um, and what we can do to prevent those people from developing dementia as they age. So for that, you need people who are, are cognitively healthy. But of course, in addition to people who are cognitively healthy, we desperately need people also who have dementia or have mild cognitive impairment to take part in clinical trials for people who currently have the disease. Um, and, uh, you know, you don't have to be old. You don't have to be older. There are clinical studies that are looking for people literally all the way down to 18 years of age. 
So, doctor, help us to understand why are these studies and why is this research and why is trial match so crucial? Why is this so important? Well, there are 5.6 million people in the United States today who currently have Alzheimer's disease, dementia. Uh, This is an enormous number, and we expect that it's only going to get worse over time. Actually, the best estimates based on census data are that by the time we hit 2050, which, of course, is only 33 years away, by the time we hit 2050, we're going to have 13.8 million people in the United States with Alzheimer's disease. Now, uh, to be uh, bottom line about this, the only way we're ever going to get a prevention or a cure is if people participate in clinical studies. And that's why it's so important for us to make it easy for people to find the clinical studies that are close to them and that they can participate in. Okay, so you talked about prevention, but let's talk about some of the areas that you focus on for the trial match program. Yeah, absolutely. There are many different kinds of studies, and this is something that I think is is important for people to know. Uh, We call the uh, program trial match, and so people think about clinical trials and they think about drug trials. And, of course, that's really a critical piece of this. But by no means is that the only piece. There are clinical studies that are ongoing for caregiver stress. There are clinical studies ongoing for exercise trials, for uh, nutrition trials. So not everyone is going to want to take an experimental medication. And I get that. You know, if you are willing to do that, we need you to volunteer to do that and we make it easy. But if you're not willing to do that, you can still get involved in the fight against Alzheimer's disease in a very real way through participation in one of these other studies. Now, if you're talking about a clinical trial for a drug, this may be a multi-year commitment, and of course, not everybody wants to do that either. There are other studies that are just as important that you can do literally in 20 minutes from the comfort of your own home. Okay. And so is that the, I know that there's a way you can do it online. There are online studies as well. Tell that's me about exa- that. Yeah, that's exactly right. One of the most uh, exciting studies is called MindCrowd. And this is a study that involves a couple of online cognitive tests, and it can tell you how you compare to other people your age, et cetera. So it's a little bit fun. They have you know, this concept of gamification, you know, kind of gives back to you a little bit uh, how you're doing. And then people who score very high or very low will then be invited to also give a genetic sample. So in order to participate in that study, literally the only thing you need is an Internet connection and a mailbox. Now, when we talk about trial match and um, studies in general research, you talked about the medical component. You know, some people may not want to sign up um, to be involved with medicine. But in general, what are some of the concerns that people have about joining a study like this? Well, people are concerned that they're going to be, you know, you hear people talk about, I don't want to be a guinea pig, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's an understandable um, concern. But Uh, If you're involved in a clinical trial, you're actually getting the best medical care that is available. Now, if it's a drug trial, they are going to ask you to take a medication that is uh, not yet approved by the FDA. That's how you get these drugs approved by the FDA is by having people participate in clinical trials. That being said, uh, there is a tremendous amount of safety data on these drugs. They have to go through three stages of trials in humans. That's phase one, phase two, and phase three. Phase one is where they figure out the safety. Are there going to be side effects to this? How much can we give people, et cetera? Phase two is getting a little bit more into dosing. What's the right level of medication to give people for it to be effective? And then in phase three, that's where they then give it to thousands of people in real-world settings to find out if this is going to be safe and effective. 
And if it is in, in two of those phase three trials, you have to do two of them, then the drug can be approved by the FDA. Now, in particular, if you're talking about Alzheimer's disease, what we know is that right now, as we speak, unfortunately, there's not yet a way to prevent it. There's not yet a way to stop it. There's not even a way yet to slow it down. And it's, it's sad to say, but I have to be honest here, Alzheimer's disease today is a fatal disease. It's essentially a death sentence. And if you have Alzheimer's disease, uh, uh, of course, everyone has to make a decision for themselves whether they want to participate in a clinical trial or not. But it's a very good way to put yourself in a position that you may be among the first people to actually have access to a medication that will stop the disease. Okay, and you mentioned something um, very important. You talked about the medical care if you're involved in these trials. But before you begin the trial, I think you guys recommend that you talk to your physician. Is that right? Uh, that's absolutely critical. That's critical. You do need to do that. Uh, you should talk to your physician. If your physician recommends that this trial is not a good fit for you or it might interfere with some other medication you're taking, um, then you should not do that. Uh, but we find that most physicians are supportive of clinical trials because, of course, they're the ones who are going to end up using these medications to prescribe to their patients. And they understand just as well as anyone else uh, that you don't get new medications, you don't get better medications unless you have clinical trials. And in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. In the studio with me, we're talking to Dr. Keith Fargo. He's Director of Scientific Programs and Outreach for the Alzheimer's Association. He's here this morning to talk about the Alzheimer's Association's Trial Match Program. Now, as you mentioned, there are several studies. How do you know which one is the best fit for you or your family member? Well, that's a good question, It's a and it's a personal decision, honestly. And sometimes people ask me, What's the best study? What should I participate in? And I use language very similar to what you just used, which is that the one that's best for you is the one that you're actually going to do. So again, some people are not comfortable doing uh, uh, experimental medications. Some people may not want to have an MRI. Some people might not want to have a spinal tap that might be part of some of these studies. So you have to find one that fits into your life and that you feel good about and that, you, and that your family and other loved ones can feel good about. Um, and that's how, where trial match comes in is we give you the information and then you have to decide which one is right for you and then you follow up on it. Okay. And did you say that there were over 200? Over 270 right now in the U.S. So we know that 50 of the studies are in phase three of the trial. Does that mean that it's closer to getting to the public? And what does that mean in, in terms of and how long does this generally take before it will get out to the public? Well, that's a good question. So there are the, you know, the three phases we mentioned, phase one, phase two, and phase three. Phase one and phase two are earlier phases. So there you're looking for safety and dosing. And then you go to phase three. In phase three, you give the medication to several thousand people. Um, and that's where you're really going to see that the drug is safe and effective in real world settings. And what the FDA requires is that you run two large phase three clinical trials that both work and show that the drug works and is, and is safe. And after that, that's when you can go to the FDA and ask for approval um, to market the drug. So, uh, so yes, that's where you're getting closer. As you mentioned, about 50 of these studies are currently in phase three. Um, now, the drug uh, development process takes quite a long time from the discovery science uh, phase all the way out to phase three and then approval. 
it can take 10, 12, 15 years. Oh my. But the phase three trials, uh, you know, they're usually two or three years long each. And then there's a year or so to uh, find out whether the drug can be approved. So those 50 drugs that are in phase three clinical trials, those are much, much closer. You can see some of those uh, in the uh, use in the clinic uh, within the next two to three years. So let me ask you this, Dr. Fargo, what type of reaction or feedback do you get from those that participate in the trial match study? What do they have to say? Most people feel really good about participating in a clinical study. And of course, everyone's going to have a different um, experience, and I can't guarantee that everyone's experience is going to be good. But the people that I talk to, the vast majority of them feel like it has returned a sense of agency uh, to their life, especially for people who have a diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease or dementia. It's very easy to begin to feel um, hopeless. Uh, And one of the ways that you can take active control of your life and active control of what you leave as a legacy is to decide to participate in a clinical trial. Okay. And doctor, as you mentioned, there is no way to slow down the progression of this disease. Um, What's the latest and what's promising when we talk about Alzheimer's disease? Well, I would answer that really with two with two things. Number one, there are, uh, uh, like I said, 270 clinical trials. That includes about 150 new therapeutic agents because, of course, some of them are in different stages of clinical trials. Um, And that's more than we've seen in a long time. So there's been this real flowering of ideas about what we can do to uh, affect the course of this disease. And many of those are far enough along that they're currently in clinical trials. The other good news is really on the earlier side of of research, which is what we call discovery science. In other words, finding new targets um, that we can potentially then develop further into clinical trials. And what we've seen at the federal government level is that the Congress has recently increased the budget for Alzheimer's disease research by uh, three times over the course of the past three years. So three years ago, the federal government budget for Alzheimer's disease research was less than half a billion dollars per year. And that compares to cancer, heart disease, et cetera, which are funded at anywhere between two and six billion dollars per year. So finally, Congress has gotten serious and is now devoting the kinds of resources uh, to this disease that are commensurate with the size of the problem. And what that means is that there are grants from researchers all across this country that have uh, research projects that they can now go ahead and and fulfill those research projects and do that research where three years ago there simply wasn't the money available for them to do that. All right. And finally, this morning, if our listeners, again, if they would like to find out more about the Alzheimer's Association's trial match program, how can they find out more? Well, there are two ways to do it. The Probably the fastest and easiest way is to visit our website. That's alz.org slash trial match. Trial match is all one word, alz.org slash trial match. Or if you'd prefer to talk to someone on the phone, we do have phone agents who can help you Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and so you dial 1-800-272-3900. And simply press one for trial match. All right. Well, thank you so much, doctor, for taking time to talk to us. I really appreciate it. No, thank you. It's an important uh, topic, and, and thank you for allowing us on the air to share it with people. 
We've been speaking to Dr. Keith Fargo, Director of Scientific Programs and Outreach for the Alzheimer's Association. Remember, more information about the show or to join the conversation, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. Still to come, actress S.E. Patha Merkinson. You know her from Chicago Med. She talks about her battle with diabetes. That's coming up later in the show as Sunday Morning Magazine continues. Stay with us. More to come.